Hey, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes? One of the holes was her pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. And that's a hole we can fill. So stop doing that Jim Carrey impression. It's time for... I never saw that. Oh my god. I'm so excited right now. (laughs) We have a very special guest. It's a voice you've heard before on I Never Saw That. Yeah, But now she's live. Yeah. Hi. Hi, guest. Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name's Sarah Fontana, and I was at uh, the therapeutic boarding school at the same time as uh, our fair hostess, Jen, (laughs) and uh, she got there slightly before I did, and she got there, would you say you got there in August? Yeah, two months, yeah. Yeah, and I got there on Halloween. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. We talked about and that we before. Our, and then she, we were spent our entire stay together there after yeah. that. And we left at the same time because we both went to college right after. That's right. Were you in costume when you arrived that night? Had you been trick-or-treating? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they would have said I was. But um, I, I actually don't remember what I was wearing when I arrived. Um, I don't. I, I don't remember. It's funny, I don't remember a lot of specific things. I do remember the night you got there, but I don't remember what you were wearing either. I just remember, like, my sense of you, and you were so just badass and, like, so determined to be like, fuck you, people. I was and determined that... for that for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, that's what I remember. I don't remember anything about what you were wearing. Yeah, I don't either. And I do remember getting there and that night and the whole first group and the tour around the place and everything. And then honestly, my next memory after that is not until Thanksgiving, which is what, like three, four weeks later. Yeah. Um, God, I don't remember Thanksgiving even. Yeah. What was Thanksgiving like there? Uh, We families could come to Thanksgiving. That was the one holiday that like everyone was kind of invited oh, to. Oh, I thought it was just the right? graduation in the summertime in like June. Oh yeah. There was definitely too. no family there that I recall, but it was the Thanksgiving is just the next thing that I remember. Yeah. And then that was the beginning of my, you know, resistance issues around some of the food. So. Oh, was that when it started? See, yeah. okay, cuz I because I want you to took- tell that story. Okay, you want do you want to get right into this? Um, I mean, we don't have we don't have to get right into it. I just I in my memory, I thought it was like right after you got there, but let's maybe before we get into that, we are supposed to be talking about a movie today. <laughs> oh, do we have to? I mean, movie is a strong I mean, it exists. <laughs> it's a fucking thing that was recorded, I guess, on film. And we watched it while in Montana, which you reminded me of. Yeah. I do not remember watching it, but I'm pretty sure I did watch it. Like, did we all watch it or was it a uh, work crew? Uh, I really don't remember. I, I think okay. we all watched it. Like, I think yeah, it was think one so of those too. rare moments of, like, super, like, privilege where everybody got to just not do group and watch a movie. 
Right. Yes. That's how I remember it. Too. And that's what they rewarded you with was the mask. Right. Right. And we were so hard up that we were stoked. Oh, <laughs> oh I mean, I'm sure. We were so happy. I was so excited. But I don't remember a single thing about the movie. Nor from... did I. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this movie fucking sucks. It was rough. We, I... have, we have an admission to make. We do. Like, this is the first thing we've watched for this podcast. That we haven't finished. <laughs> we didn't finish. We made it through an hour. I mean, it did play all the way through at my house, but there may have been a dishwasher <laughs> loaded and unloaded in the meantime. And, you know, like things done but <laughs> I, I mean i fast forwarded it so that we could see what was going on you know so i was like eh, i get it but yeah it was like painful to sit through it was really terrible and i'm pretty sure that this movie came out before imdb not that i give a <laughs> shit about imdb necessarily but I just want to point out that it does have a 6.9 stars out of a possible oh, 10. This is an offensive number. Uh, Absolutely. Particularly when I compared it to one of my favorite John Waters movies, Pecker, which only got a 6.4. And uh, That's just it's weird. a wonderful film. Y'all should check it out. I, I have mean, seen Pecker. It's Pecker's great. Yeah. great. It's not, I wouldn't say it's a, as accessible as many films i was gonna say not as accessible as the mask but no one should be able to access anything that's in the mask and feel good about themselves yeah it was it's just it's like well here's what so on that topic i looked it up on rotten tomatoes thinking that it would be like the lowest rated movie ever i was like it's gonna have like zero percent and it was like 77 percent Oh, and yeah. I was so angry and like I mean Karen must have a lot of fans. And, oh, and right. it's a, that's yeah. true. It is a good vehicle for him. Right. Uh, I yeah. read in the IMDb was... trivia that he had he learned how to talk with the fake teeth, with the prosthetic teeth in, which really enhanced the character. I mean I, I will give them that. I will give them that. That well, is generous. I, I don't think he ever took them out. He's still wearing those, right? <laughs> Isn't that just his thing now? <laughs> he takes I, them yeah, out and I uses think... them for a palette to paint those amazing portraits that he's doing lately. Oh, God. <laughs> he's, oh, really? Is he seriously painting? Oh, he's God, yeah. They're know. great. He's done know. some incredibly great and offensive portraits of, like, Sarah <gasps> Suckabee and some some of those other people. But anyway. Oh, wow. Dig- digression. Yeah, All right. Well, this was, cool. like, Right at the peak of Jim Carrey's obnoxious explosion into the world. I don't know what to yeah. call it. I mean, he did. Yeah, he did Ace Ventura: Pet Detective this same year, which we will also 1994. Watch. He did The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, same year 1994. Wow. <laughs> then the next year he was in Batman Forever, mm-hmm. and then Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls was in 1995, I and didn't then The Cable Guy was in 96. What so was the last one? The Cable Guy. Oh, so that's yeah. six movies while you guys were in Montana. Wow, right. that right. this guy was in. Yeah, in the... ways it was a good time to miss some pop culture. <laughs> oh yeah, we talked about that on our <laughs> yeah, but I Batman think Forever he might have been one of those guys that like we. Oh well, no, The Mask came out actually before I went to Montana uh, to Montana because I remember watching that at a. I mean, not The Mask, um, Ace Ventura. Oh, okay. Ace Ventura yeah, it came, came out, out earlier. Yeah. Here's the thing. I actually do like Jim Carrey, but I but I hate this Jim Carrey. 
so much. What, Ma? I'm roadkill. <laughs> that I like. I love Jim Carrey in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Like, he's a genuinely good actor in dramatic roles, and I he has been funny sometimes. A movie like this, I, I, this is my overall, this is the only thing I really have to say about this movie. I did not crack a smile a single time, <laughs> you know, at least Batman Forever had some moments in there. I, I mean, I really just sat staring stoically at the television. It was a terrible movie. It was terrible. Yeah. It was fucking terrible. I feel like watching a Jim Carrey movie for me is like being in the room I feel like I'd kind of feel like this with Jim Carrey around. You know those people that everybody kind of knows them and they hang around with your friends, but they're kind of trying too hard all the time and cracking mm-hmm. jokes and they just make everybody uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel when I watch Absolutely. a Jim Carrey movie like this. <laughs> yeah. And he's not Absolutely. even there, yes. but I feel bad for him. Like, oh, buddy. Right, like you should be embarrassed by this. <laughs> 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 but I think it was well-received at the time. I mean, the guy was blowing up. He yeah. was making all kinds of movies. And we haven't said anything about the plot. I don't know whether either of you feel a need to do that or not. We can if you want. But yeah, I feel they like they find was... a mask that allowed Jim Carrey to be himself and ham it up in front of the camera. No, he turned into like this magical cartoon person. Like the mo- like a very exaggerated, yeah, like cartoon yeah. caricature version of himself. Like it totally amplified all of his right. Who could do magical and... things too? Yes, exactly. He was like invincible, and it was so. When did Who Framed Roger Rabbit come out? I looked that up, and Before. you read a review of it. It came out in like '89, I think. Oh, it was much so quite earlier. Quite a bit before, because I was going to say this seemed like it was almost going for something similar. Yeah, it made me think of it because yeah. it's like there's an animated component, kind of. But Who Framed Roger Rabbit is a good movie with an interesting plot. I mean, it has its problems too, but... I feel like it wasn't it sort of groundbreaking at the time yes. too because it was yeah. animation. And mm-hmm. like, that's what I was going to ask. Was this, was the mask technologically cool at the time? Not, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I certainly don't ever remember thinking, wow, this is a really amazing looking movie. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, it did say in the trivia that I read that uh, they had they didn't have to spend as much money on CGI because of his ability to to oh move his God. body in such crazy oh, wow. ways. Wow! Wow! So, oh, you know, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean that's a like that is a gift he has. It it's is just use it for good, Jim Carrey. <laughs> well, and he has in other films. To be fair, I don't want to Val Kilmer him like we did. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Like you said, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, Man on the Moon is a good one. (laughs) Man on the Moon. No, but he has been funny and stuff, too. I mean, I can't think of any examples right now. He was great in in Living Color, like before he he blew up. And those Mm -hmm. were great, like great examples of his physical humor. But this movie is just all the writing around his performance was such trash that it was just. That's right. And that's a really good way to put it. Does not hold up. This many years later, in Not terms of just all. general no. content and sex, and oh. blah blah, it was just stupid. Right? It, was it was so bad. It was, but yeah, super predictable. Everybody was gross, and yeah, I just remember that scene where his mechanics, like his mechanics, screwed him over, and his car wasn't ready, and they wanted to charge him a bunch more. So one of the first things he does when he gets the mask is he goes to his 
auto shop in the middle of the night. And for some reason, his mechanics are still there because they live at the auto shop. And <laughs> the next scene is the two of them being wheeled out in the morning on stretchers mm-hmm. with mufflers stuck up their asses. Oh, my God. That's right. I was like, oh, sexual assault this is hilarious it was so weird like what the fuck yeah that was just not funny none of it's funny i also didn't understand why because they say at one point that it's like a nordic like some scandinavian mask from centuries ago maybe based on the god odin or something ben stein tells them that ben stein plays a psychologist or something (laughs) okay you said loki was a night god maybe it only works at night Mr. Epkus, I feel I should warn you that I don't work personally with really sick people. They're private institutions for things like that. So it's a Nordic mask, but when Jim Carrey puts it on, it gives him a zoot suit and cartoon powers. Spoken! Which I didn't really understand, and he just wants to party all the time. I can explain. Oh, please do. So, uh... When Jim Carrey very first attempted stand-up, uh, I think his mom, I, I mean, I need to pull up the trivia to make sure I'm remembering this right, but I think his mom <laughs> made him a suit, and it looked like that. Oh. Also, so it was like a recreation of that. There was a lot of stuff from his real life in this. Oh, also, the, uh, the the club, the, the oh-so-cool nightclub, oh, yeah. the Coco Bongo. Yes, great name. <laughs> they spent minutes what? coming up with that. Well, he loved it so much, he used it as a cl- as the name of his nightclub in some other movie. Oh, in The Majestic. Oh, my God. And then also, the real man, Jim Carrey, owns a nightclub in Cancun called no. The Coco Bongo. Jesus. So he's pickled with himself in that nightclub name. He thinks it is so cute. He fucking what? bought into this character. He really is a method actor. Does he I... also drive around in a dog car like he did in Dumb and Dumber? Wait, did he write this movie? Like... How much did he have to do with the creation of no, this? It was written to write specifically for him, okay. and then he give, gave input. Got it. Oh. Okay. But it was based on a comic book, I think, right? Like a Dark yeah, Horse comic, but, but, they, but then they realized yeah. Jim Carrey would yeah. be perfect for this. So this was Cameron Diaz's first. Oh, yeah. This is Introducing like her breakout Cameron Diaz. role, unfortunately. Tina Carlisle, pleased to meet you. The pleasure's all mine. She did all right. I mean... Yeah, she played her part yeah. very well. She was. Oh, I didn't mean in this movie. Nothing about this movie is good. I don't <laughs> want that to be misconstrued. I just meant in her career. She went on to do other things. <laughs> the uh, dog wasn't bad. What wasn't? The dog, Milo. Was it Milo? <laughs> I don't know. A, the dog was cute. It was a cute dog. I don't remember the fucking dog. Okay, do we is the, do we need to say anything else about this fucking movie or this plot? <laughs> I want to get it, uh, like, uh, or just. I mean. We have more interesting stories. To right? Tell. That's the thing. I'm just sort of like trying to get through this so that I could ask you other stuff. Okay, so anything else to say about it? Basically, the mask is fucking terrible. Oh, should we rate it on our using our thumbs system? We can we can do six thumbs this time. We can each do six thumbs cuz no, we're wearing the mask. Like, uh, we each do two thumbs. Okay. I'm well, I'm giving two thumbs straight down. Like, I hate this fucking movie. I'm giving it two thumbs straight down, but they're really long cartoon thumbs <laughs> that reach way down, and they're huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm going to give it uh, one thumb down and one quarter thumb on okay. this reason. Okay. 
because I do have a funny memory associated with the movie. There was uh, a person that we were there with. And I mean, I guess there, I can't remember if it's during the dancing scene in the nightclub or if at some point Jim Carrey and uh, Cameron Diaz kissed or made out. But that triggered this particular person into like I think like a week long period of like compulsive masturbation that Whoa. couldn't be curbed until it was confessed to the whole group and we were like oh like that movie <laughs> and then when I watched it again I was like okay like there's gonna be something sexy in this movie because I remember somebody masturbated a lot about this oh but... my god I had completely blocked that out of my memory. So I guess maybe instead of one thumb, I should give it two fingers. Oh, oh yeah. my God. No, it. That's appropriate. Thank you for that. No, it definitely deserves something for that. I, I, wow. I do I mean, remember as a teen boy. Sure. Cameron Diaz. Seeing Cameron Diaz, that first hot. scene where she's like in the bank. And I think the first time she's on screen, she's like bending over. So you can oh, see yeah. down her dress even more, and then she the camera slowly goes up with her. It's like clearly she's only there for one reason in this film, and I remember as a boy being like, "Whoa, who is that?" Because it was her first film. Yeah, I just—I like, mean, we all were. So right. I can see it wasn't, it wasn't all that. But, but we didn't like compulsively masturbate for a week. Well, my question is: the or compulsive masturbator were they? Was it? <laughs> For Cameron Diaz, or was it just the kiss, or was it Jim Carrey? Well, I think it was just the overall energy. Yeah. Just, I don't think that it was. Oh, well, that's I, the I worst just, option, though. Well, this <laughs> right. The thing is, this person, like I remember this person that you're talking about, Sarah, and she really did not belong there. She exactly like she needed some real help. professional, yes. serious, yeah, yeah. Probably also some psychiatric. Help. Absolutely. Oh, God. Um, that story is still hilarious, though. Oh, my God. Well, here's my question, yeah. too. Like, when and where was she doing that? I don't know. Because, like, I never did that a single time there. Oh, I totally did. Did you? Because I, I, I mean, maybe I'm just not remembering. But I don't. I feel like that whole experience for me was so anti-sexual. I, it's weird. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I had crushes, for sure. Yeah. I mean, hell, if I have one regret, it's that I never really did. I, just, I never had any sexual experiences the whole time. Right? There. And I heard later on that there were all kinds of I, girls, you know, swirling around. Me, too. And I felt so <laughs> naive when I heard that. There was this one story about, like, these two two people who hooked up, and one of the girls was kicked out. Am I right about yeah, that? I think so. And then yeah. she found her, she went back to the school to like try to win her love back. Wow. Did you hear this story? <laughs> oh no, that's so sweet. I know, I know. And I don't think that it went well for her. But, no, um, I know. but yeah, when I heard that, I was like, wait, what? That was an option? I never even, <laughs> I just was I so like terrified and, and I don't know. I just, it never. I will say I don't I don't think I did for a long time. I think it was kind of later on. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you guys all found I mean, out whatever. about this? Oh yeah. That's the other thing. She told I mean Yeah, she would frequently confess right. to, uh, okay. to So it wasn't like, like they called group because this was being 
it no. was like disruptive. I no, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, not I don't recall. She was. I don't think so. I think and... this was always like a, a confessional situation, mm. as I recall. Yeah, that but... sounds. I mean, I don't remember it, but that does sound like how it would have happened. Said, she admitted that it was because of the mask. <laughs> well, that's the only thing yeah. we had seen. Wow. She couldn't lie and say it was something better. <laughs> hey guys, remember? We didn't have internet for right. then, Micah. Exactly. I mean, the mask was all we, we had. had. The fucking mask, okay? Remember when we watched um, that really sexy movie a couple weeks ago, you guys? No, no, not that mask. The other one. Yeah. No, that was not how it went down. Okay, so can we <laughs> can we please talk about when you first arrived? And I guess I'm talking about about a month later because in my memory. You like it was much sooner what I'm talking about and I what you know I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But please, would you please tell us the story that you started talking about with Thanksgiving? Sure, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, like most regular people, I've got certain. Okay, well, all right. So I, we arrived in, uh, on Halloween. I don't really remember anything until Thanksgiving. And I remember Thanksgiving kind of came and went without too much. Oh, wait, no. I think that was maybe Thanksgiving dinner that mm. I got in uh, the headmaster's face or something. And he told me I wasn't very bright, which at the time was the worst thing anybody could have said to me. Oh, I don't remember that. And I kind of stormed off. And things kind of came to a head. But essentially... I was refusing to eat the foods that I didn't like. It was not an extensive list, but unfortunately (laughs) one that was featured daily. So, and things kind of came to a head (laughs) after Thanksgiving because they'd kind of given me like enough, like long enough, like with me saying that I wasn't going to eat certain things. That's right. And then they decided that that was done and that I was going to start complying. Mm -hmm. And I decided that I was not going to comply. So, Which I um, fucking love you for, by the way, because I was way too scared of those people to like, I mean, I ran away, but I did not ever stand up to them, like to them, you know what I mean? To their faces. Like, well, I will say that I had gone to a previous school and we, the kids shut it down. So I came in with oh, some confidence, damn, really? but then nobody came, nobody would rally with me. Right. I made many attempts and nobody, oh, yeah. not anyone would, would would do it i mean everybody looked at me like i was an asshole yep totally (laughs) right eventually i had to comply because i was alone i know and that's how it was and i so we in our episode that we just released yesterday i you probably haven't heard it but we talked we i have oh you have okay so we played your voicemail about the bataka and i made a comment in there like god damn it like we could have revolted like we could have had a fucking uprising and we were so compliant we were so compliant compliant. and it it really is like micah was like because they were like cult leaders and i was like yeah i guess because and because they were big and we were out in the middle of nowhere and there was no this was before internet this was before anything we didn't have anywhere to go there was nowhere to turn our parents put us there Um, my parents had my age of majority raised to keep me there <gasps> after I turned 18 because I got there when I was like 17 and a half. Oh, I totally remember that, you can Sarah. Do that? So, 
Anyway, so, okay, so I'll tell just, like, kind of the quick rundown of the story. So after Thanksgiving, the shit that I didn't like to eat, I don't I don't like to drink milk. I hate mayonnaise. These things are all still true. And I hate cream cheese. Mm-hmm. They gross me the fuck White out. White foods. I don't like the way they taste. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but not even because of that. No, no. I don't like those. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so there, yeah, there are others, but yeah, basically white food. <laughs> <laughs> Cottage cheese also grosses me out. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> Shit is nasty. <laughs> um, so, you know, there was milk at breakfast every day, cream cheese at breakfast every day. Mayonnaise was starting to turn up in the, or, or in the um, tuna salad. And that was what I refused to yes, eat. Yes, because I think of this as a tuna incident. Like, it's tuna that I yeah. remember. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So <laughs> I refused to eat the tuna, and things kind of came to a head where I screamed and stomped, and then I refused to do anything. I refused to exercise. I refused to clean. I refused to do anything. <laughs> I just said, everybody, fuck off, and I didn't fucking care. And so the staff said, everybody is moving out of the buildings, mm-hmm. and we're all moving into the woods, yep. into tents. And we were out there for like three and a half weeks. Yes. That was the length of my resistance. Thank wow. you, because that's how um, I remember it too. And I wanted to ask if I was right about This is it. November. And in what Montana. broke me was that my parents had my age of majority raised <sighs> from 18 to 21. And so they said, you'll be here until you're 21. And after that, until you're 25, Jesus if you don't work Christ. it out, you'll go to prison, is what they told what? me. So, or be a ward of the state. What judge is this that allows. Parents no to raise the age right. of majority because well, well, you won't eat tuna with mayonnaise in it. Jesus Christ. Well, because they, I mean, they still It probably had... wasn't even true. Oh, maybe not. I mean, I could definitely see the headmaster lying to you about that. It was, it was, it was a, it was a different person. Oh, it was. Who was oh. my, yeah. Um, who was my like personal counselor oh, yeah. or the person assigned to our family. One, yes. We had the same one. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I, I'm glad you remember it being three and a half weeks because that is, because it lasted until right before Christmas because it went from Thanksgiving to about Christmas. It was a long ass fucking time, and I tried many times to get people to join yeah. me. One time we were out on a four ski, and I took my skis off and I threw them into the <laughs> woods, and I sat down on my backpack, and everybody just yelled at me and told oh. me to fucking ski and told me that I was an asshole. <laughs> I hate that. Like when I look, when I think about it now, I'm like, I can't even, I cannot even put myself in that state of mind, you know, like I can't imagine not joining you now, you know, it's like, it's so disturbing to me to think about that. Uh, But I do, it's. But again, join me in what? Well, I mean. Now, but really even then, join me in what? (laughs) There was no. Well, I mean. Overall, it, if if enough of us would have joined and said, fuck you, I mean, I don't know. I, the thing is that it seems like they would have just made harsher and harsher and harsher punishments, you know. I mean, I think that they really, for real, I think they would have kept us out there. Right, forever. Indefinitely. Yeah. I mean, I think we could have been out there for months. Yeah, it's true. Like, that's, yeah, that's how it was. And all I remember... About that, about that situation is that I remember chopping a lot of wood and that we had group in that little cabin where we did like mom's retreats and dad's retreats. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the other thing I remember is that 
we didn't shower that entire fucking time. And so we were getting like yeast infections and all kinds of like, <laughs> like they started getting worried about our hygiene. And, and there was some sort of makeshift shower situation that happened. I don't remember that. That's, those are um, my only memories. But this is November in Montana. So it was like oh, it was snowy. mid-50s at night. Like we were skiing every yeah. day. 75 during the day, yeah, 80. Funny, really nice. That's, that's really... ridiculous. I want to know what the people, when you like lost it and threw your skis and sat down and everybody's yelling <laughs> at you, what were the adults doing? Were they like oh, egging them yelling on? At her. And... They're yelling at her. Absolutely. Right? Sarah? Yeah. Right. Like they yeah. would be yelling like, get on your fucking skis. Fuck you. You know, whatever. I mean, not all of them would. You know that I'm thinking of one particular person, but... Yeah, and and I did get yelled at by one particular person uh-huh. who I'm actually friends with today. Okay, was that our so, mutual counselor? So, um, no, it was okay. not. Okay. It was not. Um, so, so you know, I mean, I maybe this is this is just a moment to interject that while I think that, and and I know that Jen has mentioned it before that part of what makes our everybody's experiences so different mm-hmm. is that we were all treated really differently. Yes. Um, and I think that I was treated preferentially mm-hmm. from an emotional perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, let me say that I was not spared any physical labor, no. any, uh, I mean, I was forced to consume food that I fucking hate every single day, multiple times a day for almost two years. So I didn't escape trauma by being there. I didn't continue to have nightmares of being sent back for over a decade after that. Yep. But I was not, I do not feel, um, uh, abused. I did not feel abused. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I did feel loved and cared for by the staff there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that my, my feeling of that is part of it. It's what my preferential treatment was. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, there maybe. is part of that. I mean, no, I mean, but I think you're right to an extent because like, for example, our shared counselor, like I, I always wanted to feel like he cared about me, and I never felt that way. But I did feel that love from other staff members, mostly female staff members. Um, so I do, I I do totally understand that. Like I still, I have love for some of those people. And, you know, in the same sentence, I can be like, "Fuck those people," and also have like this real kind of tenderness for them. Um, so yeah, it's a really, it's a confusing. Except for one person, like the headmaster of the school. I have, I have like fucking hatred for that person. Um, everyone else I have kind of mixed feelings about. But that, this is one of the reasons I was excited to talk to you, though, because I know that we have, we had all, all the same experiences and also really different ones at the same time and have kind of different feelings about it now, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, uh, you know... While I do hold uh, tenderness in my heart for a lot of those people still today and mm-hmm. continue to maintain a connection with them, mm-hmm. uh, actually, truly, not them, just one person, mm-hmm. the, 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 the person who is a, um, 
I don't, I feel like I don't know how specific I want to be, but, um, yeah. somebody connected to, to the person that, that you don't like. Um, uh-huh. oh, I know. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I got so, it. So, um, oh, yeah. you know, like, I, I don't, my, 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 my tenderness, my care for these people and that person today doesn't really undo the fact that I don't think they had any business doing what they were doing back then. Absolutely. But were they, I mean, were they the worst of them? No. Uh, I went to a much worse place and, yeah. and, and, and there were, you know, um, I'm grateful my parents didn't try to inject me with religion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, no, that person that you're talking about, and I'm sorry, listeners, that we're being so vague. It's just that, like, this is kind of <laughs> it's kind of a sensitive subject. We should have come up with code names. Next time we have you on, Sarah, we'll have code names. <laughs> but this, the person that you are still in touch with, I was also still in touch with for a while, and I, I stopped because I had, and and she is one of the people I have true love and tenderness for, and still I. I, but I also kind of can't forgive her at the same time, you know? Yeah, so, that's totally valid. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I don't... Well, um, I feel like, why didn't you stand up for us? That's how I feel, I think. It's like, how did you just... <sighs> I don't know. I I mean, you know, I think that ultimately the, the, the failure of the place for me personally is not that they didn't do the best that they could for me. Mm-hmm. It's that they were completely unable to truly help me get mm-hmm. at the core of what my issues were. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily blame them for that, but they did charge a lot of money oh to not God. really do anything. Um, Girl, the money. I mean, so did I... You know, did I spend a number? I mean, I, you know, quote, I was sober. I identified as a sober person mm-hmm. for over a decade after I left. Wow. Um, I, you know, I, I very seriously internalized yes. uh, my experience there uh, and made it really, really about how much I needed to be good and oh how God, I yes. needed to be right in order to, to, um, to, to, you know, I guess to be a, re- a normal person. I don't know what the outcome was supposed to be. I just knew what I was supposed to do. Yep. Yeah. Um, That's amazing that you lasted a decade. I only last, because I also internalize all that shit, but I was only actually sober for like a few months afterwards. <laughs> I mean, I went to AA for a while. And then I remember talking to one of the staff members on the phone when I was really struggling and his response was so cold that I just had this moment where I was like, who the fuck am I doing this for? Like, I'm still trying to earn the approval of these people. And anyway, yeah, which, of course, went on for it still goes on. I mean, I still have nightmares about it, that shit. I think it's been a little while for me. But. Yeah. On the t- so, OK, so, yeah, so you eventually ate tuna. Which is fucked up. I mean, I, I so here's another thing about it when was the we mayonnaise were, specifically it wasn't even fucking, fucking mayonnaise. Tuna. That's right. And they refused. They they could have just made you tuna without mayonnaise. Well, like, it wasn't about the goddamn mayonnaise or the milk or about anything. It was about compliance. Exactly. It was about making me comply. Yep. So, 
Yeah. Well, that, yeah. They got me. I mean, I guess I'm. I can be proud that I was a tough-ish nut to crack, but whatever. Yeah, you should be, because not many of us were. I certainly wasn't. I tried to get out of there, and that's as far as I went. After that, I just. Well, was... I've always led with my anger, so. Ah, oh, the Bataka. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, when we were there, we were there at the most strict time, I think, ever in the history of the school. Mm -hmm. um, and you, so when I first got there, you could be a vegetarian. You could, like, food plans were varied. I mean, food, like, I don't even think we should get into food right now because there's so fucking much, like, that's a whole other episode. Yeah. Like, um, but it was a lot more lenient and it was within a week of when I got there that they decided no one was allowed to be vegetarian anymore so when another friend of ours arrived who has since died um she was a vegan I can't did she get there before or after you you know who I'm talking about uh, yeah after she was such a sweet, sweet oh I kid. know she was a very very sweet sweet wonderful person uh, and she was vegan when she arrived. And the night she got there, they made her eat sloppy joes. And she barfed all over the table. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, there okay. were lots of tableside puking incidents. <laughs> that oh was God. a feature. Um, okay, let's talk about some lighter shit. We could go down some really dark roads. How, so how did you and I first connect? Do you, how do you remember that? Hmm. Or like, did I... we... Go ahead. Sorry. I, I, I don't remember. I think that we, um, well, we connected initially, I think, because like we were the same age. There was a little bit of an age range. You know, mm -hmm. I was 17 when we got, when I got there, I think you were the same age and there was like kind of 14, 15 year olds. So, mm -hmm. so I think we were kind of more like age aligned. And I think that at the time we were kind of, you know, we liked the same drugs and the same music uh -huh. and, um, <laughs> and, uh, we like the same movies, and I remember quoting movies with you, like <laughs> A Fish Called Wanda, <laughs> which yeah. is one of my favorites. Oh and, my god, me uh, too, still, yeah. Oh, we should have watched yeah. that instead. Well, that movie's older. I that know, was like yeah. but you guys bonded over it. We did bond over it, and we bonded over The Three Amigos. Oh, yeah, I yeah. see your point. We could have watched those movies and talked about it. Well, we can do that another time. But, yeah, yeah those are the two that I... I mean, obviously, we still call each other Guapo. Um, mm -hmm. I, and... I don't remember when or where or how that happened, but I do. I yeah. don't either. They, they, they seemed okay, always okay with yours and my friendship. Um, yeah. Friendships were heavily monitored by yes. the staff. And so people were not allowed to get too close, but mm -hmm. you know, they didn't ever seem to interfere with yeah, us. I don't remember that either. We just had a nice, wholesome friendship. We kind of did. I mean, yeah. I think we kind of did, which is kind of lovely, actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, despite the situation that we were in, like, I, I feel like it was, it was, it was very, it was very wholesome, but we also had these other sort of underlying connections that maybe we weren't acknowledging all the time. Right. Um, but like, we would have been friends on the outside. Right. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, it was like how we felt or how right. I felt. Yeah, exactly. I just, I have these memories of you. I, I actually do. So as much as I think it was all fucked up, like the way that they forced you to eat tuna and the way, <laughs> <laughs> although it makes me laugh so much now. Um, and the way that they, like they made us 
live in tents for a month because of it. All of that aside, I do kind of remember you softening. Uh, you probably hate that word. <laughs> no, but no, I, I don't at all. I think it's a totally fair description of me. I do really remember that because you, because you are, as you said, like you do kind of lead with your anger and you have this kind of tough exterior, but you're like such a loving and warm person. And, and I, I really do kind of remember witnessing that change and uh, and yeah like it, that was kind of a beautiful thing to witness um Aww. I have really good memories of that I, I mean I'm an extremely sensitive person yes. I am a marshmallow mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and I mean that's why I have to have a tough exterior because I am very very soft right. and sensitive on the inside because you'll be hurt um, otherwise yeah yeah and anybody who who knows me and I definitely don't keep the shell on as thick as I did when I was a kid but um, yeah of course you know I, I have people that I know I can really trust now and yeah. and I feel safe and loved in my family and in my life and I'm not I don't need to be live in that place all the time right <laughs> yeah but it certainly um, wasn't because of this experience or was it do you think it was partly that I mean you know uh, maybe uh I think that when I left uh the the school and and went straight to college mm-hmm. I uh I mean I I guess I can't really attribute it to anything other than luck ended up with an incredibly sweet, wonderful group of friends, mm-hmm. um, of girlfriends, of female friends in college mm-hmm. that I'm still really close with today. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that maybe in some ways, because I've learned how to be maybe a little softer and a little gentler and probably led more with that uh, right after leaving that place. Right. That, it led me to people who were also kind of sweet and maybe loving in that way also. And so I kind of fell into good hands. Um, Yeah. I think, I think I did kind of do that. I just didn't find them right away. I found them a little bit later, but I, I had the same experience. I mean, I'm still, I mean, I went to college with Micah and we're still really close with one of our friends. I know. That's really cute. That's really adorable. Yeah. So yeah, I actually had the same experience with college. I feel like college was like, you know, there was all the shit before Montana, and then there was Montana, <laughs> and then there was college, which was sort of like the happy medium where I could sort of find my actual self. I mean, I had a really lovely college experience Im- yeah. immediately after leaving there until it all kind of came crashing in around me and what depression and just oh, depression yeah. and yeah. just like, well, like my first couple of years out of, out, out were, were, were nice. Where like, you know, I felt like I was doing it all right. Yeah. And I was extremely like positive, happy, go lucky, very active in 12 step groups and you know like uh I mean I was very extremely all wrapped up in all of that life and my image of myself in that mm-hmm. um and I mean a couple of years out of that place and just like in college and whatever I mean honestly and I mean I don't know how dark we want to take this but I think part of it no. was Get you dark. know like my 
being back kind of in daily and stuff with my family and my mother in particular, um, you know, it's just, it's just kind of, you know, the lies, the, the dishonesty of, of me being the one that needed to be the, this perfect one in order for the whole puzzle to work. It's like the puzzle is still a piece of shit and look at all the yep. fucking effort I'm putting in. Yep. So it's like, <laughs> like, fuck all you, but but I couldn't make that about anything than about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, frankly, I didn't realize that until like, just until my mid fucking thirties. So I had a long way to go of not understanding why my world didn't make sense to me. Yeah. But I feel that I really, really feel, I really feel that <laughs> we can talk more about that, like <laughs> off the podcast too. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about that and it completely makes sense to me. I mean, and to be honest with you, I still feel like I play that role in my family, you know, like, I had to leave my family completely right. abdicate to to escape it, and maybe it's, and I've made some inroads with specific members that I want to be connected yeah. to, but yeah. I've made specific and intentional exclusions. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I went through a period of thinking that I might need to do that, and then just decided to bottle it all up again. So I'm I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might need to go on a ski trip. <laughs> yeah, let's go on a real ski trip, except let's go, like, stay somewhere really nice and not ski at all. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both live in places where that can be done. Actually, yeah, you live in, let's do it in Colorado. Plus, I really want to meet your wife and yes. hug you in person. I would love that. Oh, my God. Okay, well. Yeah, we should do that. I, no, for real. And then we, we could watch. Um, and then we could watch the three amigos and a fish called Wanda. Yeah. Yay. We should totally do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Plan that. We're not kidding. Uh, no, okay. I had another question for you, but I, it's kind of slipped my mind. Do you have questions, Micah? Because you've been so quiet. I don't really. I just wanted to hear you guys talk because I know you have so many stories and oh my God, it's, it's so been exciting. wonderful to hear another perspective about it. I think I've said this a lot in the earlier episodes of the podcast, but I feel like the whole Montana experience is familiar to me in a way because I've been living with Jen now for mm-hmm. so long. <laughs> like you've been in my life for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I've heard these stories a lot, but to hear it from someone else's perspective and hear the same stories from someone else's perspective and hear about their experience, it makes it so much richer because it's something I can't ever really understand at all. Mm-hmm. And it's always this elusive place that I'll never be able to understand. So I like hearing you guys just talk about it and laugh (laughs) and get angry. Yeah, it's so awesome to talk to you, Sarah. Like, I can't really... Like, awesome is a really stupid word for how I feel right now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and I know you've been better about keeping in touch with people from there. I, I, hey, I mean, if you feel like you're looking for any absolution, let me grant it because there is absolutely no, there's no, there's no shame or guilt or anything to be had. Nobody is better or worse than anybody else for keeping in touch or not. Mm-hmm. Um, we have all had varied and twisted paths that have taken us a million different directions. Some of our paths have crossed and some of them haven't. And that's just the way that life goes. Right. 
Yeah, and I know, like, I've talked to um, another friend of ours who will also be a guest probably at some point, Claire. Uh, you know, she had she has, I think, pretty much only negative feelings about this whole experience. And, you know, because of the trauma that she feels from it, like, she said, like, she kind of cut herself off from everyone mm-hmm. for a while because she just needed to do that. And I don't know that I... I don't know that I necessarily did that, but I I don't know. But I'm really happy to have found you again, and I'm really grateful for social media. You know, I I also really want to have you on again. I want you to be a repeating guest if you want to. I'd love to. Okay. I would like to take this moment just to thank Jim Carrey and The Mask for bringing uh-huh. you two back together. Yeah. In well, this way. Yeah. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whatever. No, never mind. Chen's Fuck those dubious guys. of that honor. That yeah. fucking movie. upon the nap. <laughs> Despite oh. how shitty the mask was. Hey, maybe we should do great. the Lion King next, Sarah. But it brought you I together. mean, but that's like I mean, that's become a Tony Award winner, right? I mean, right. at least we'd be taking a step up. That is a good point. That's a good point. I'd rather talk about rap, though. I think you and Laurel need to come on obviously we need to get our shit together with how to have guests we spent an hour trying to figure out our sound (laughs) before we started recording but we have talked about having sarah and laurel come on and sort of debating different east coast west coast yeah east coast west coast dirty south or maybe even just individual songs we haven't really figured it out but at some point we'll do (laughs) something with that we better do it quick before all the artists that we oh. like start getting. Oh my god! <laughs> it's too late. God damn! It, that's I, a I good lost point. one of my key players. Oh, was it oh, R. Kelly? No. no. Oh, ew, no. <laughs> Who was it? Nah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck men. Well, a good friend of mine says you're only supposed to judge the art, not the artist. But I have right. a hard time. Well, that. it is difficult. <laughs> When the artists exactly. are like and when violent. you're supporting their art. <sighs> yeah, another exactly. good topic for another time. Um. Okay. Well, it's like late over there where you are. Well, later, a little later than here. I love you so <laughs> much. I'm so happy to be talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on our little podcast. Yes. Thank you, Sarah. And it was really nice to hear you and talk to you in person and not just listen to a recording of you, but I love, <laughs> I've loved all the messages you've left for us mm-hmm. and they've really, I think they've helped the podcast a lot, expanding the, the story and absolutely enriching everything. You're so, part of this now. Thank Sorry. You. You're a most Thanks. frequent guest. <laughs> Thanks y'all. Uh, well, I, I mean, I'm enjoying the shit out of the podcast. Um, and, uh, and super and stoked to be a part of it and um and uh wish y'all continued success and additional uh subscribers and patreon supporters (laughs) thank you so much thank you i can't wait to meet you in person on our ski trip we're doing it we're doing it we're coming to colorado so gird your loins (laughs) they are girded af I think we need to end on that note. (laughs) Yes, that was perfect. (laughs) Okay, love you, Sarah. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Love you too. Okay, bye. bye. That was awesome. That was awesome. I didn't cry. 
or anything. <laughs> I almost did a couple times. Anyway, thank you again to Sarah, and thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, if you enjoy us, please rate and review us on iTunes, and uh, share us with your friends. Yeah, check us out on Instagram at... I never saw that. And on Twitter. Never saw that pod. And we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash I never saw that podcast. I always, I'm never sure, but the thing is just go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. You can look for I never saw that if you want to. People know how to use the little search bar things. Well, not everyone. You'd be surprised. If you're having trouble, tweet at us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah if you're having trouble with that i'm guessing you don't know how to use twitter but <laughs> whatever <laughs> there are a lot of ways to get a hold of us yeah. you can call us at oh yeah last week i said voicemails would be great but then i didn't say the number so the number is 206-395-5589 you can email us at info at i never saw that.com yeah and we really do love hearing from people so we got um, a couple new reviews recently <gasps> We did. Oh, my God. And in our next episode that comes out, we will also do a shout out to some fellow podcasters in the Northwest who did leave us some reviews as well. And we will play a promo for a super good show as well. Uh, But yes, thank you so much. The podcasting community is the best. And we also have new patrons. Oh, yeah. David and Diana. Also fellow podcasters. Oh, my God, you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, And they don't have a Patreon yet. But when they do, we will support them back. Yes, um, and we'll tell you about it here. Of course. And uh, David and Diana do several podcasts. Um, they do, they're called Macintosh and Mod. They do a My Little Pony podcast. They do a Riverdale podcast. And they do a podcast about movies that they haven't seen or that one of them haven't, mm-hmm. hasn't seen. Um, anyway, it's good stuff. It's great to listen to. I, at least, maybe both of us, are going to guest about My Little Pony at some point. So we'll definitely let you know when that happens. Yes. Uh, anyway, back on track here. Thank you to Minus Violet for our theme music. Thank you to Fifi Folios for our internet stuff. And thank you to Graham McRae for our artwork. Until next time. See, see you in, in the, the 90s. 90s. Amigos are we, brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo. Wherever they need us, our destinies lead us, amigos, we're always together. <laughs> Wherever we go, we're three brave amigos and we'll be amigos forever. We are the three. Amigos!